consider myself a very motivated person. Um, it's funny, Tim, Tim McDonough and I had this conversation the other day. I'd asked him, you know, Tim, how many, how many runs, like percentage-wise, how many runs do you enjoy going on when you when you lace them up and go out? And he's like, he was kind of confused by the by the question. He's like, a hundred percent of the time, and I'm like. Okay, for me, it might be 10% of the time that I really enjoy lacing them up and going out. So all that, those other times is me just figuring out ways that are going to get me to the trail. Welcome to the New Leaf Running Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Canning, and that was Mark McColgan. Mark, the head of St. John Trail Running and board member of the New Brunswick Trail Running Group, is no stranger to helping others become better runners. As someone who struggles a bit with self-motivation, Mark is fostering such an inclusive atmosphere where anyone can come out and enjoy themselves on a trail run. Mark is an ultra runner himself and is no stranger to going the distance and having big adventures. And we get into talking all about that and, of course, how he got started with running and took the leap into ultra running. If you haven't figured it out yet, I firmly believe that surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are out there doing what you want to do is so important. And the people that make that accessible and inclusive to everyone I think are pretty amazing. So this is a conversation about community, inclusivity, fostering diversity, and we also have a great sidebar about talking everything to do with trail running with our puppies. So without further ado, here's today's conversation. All right, so uh, Mark McColgan, thanks so much for for joining me today. Really appreciate you you hopping on the show and having a chat with me. Uh, so I think it's been the last time we might have crossed paths might have been probably back at Capes, 2019, if memory serves me correctly. Like that's I think that's the last time we would have saw each other. I think that was probably just a glancing a glancing wave at best. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a fun time for sure. I I would say you're probably right. Uh, that was that was the last time I saw you for sure. And I think before that, it might have been. I'm thinking it was 2018. Fun. We uh, we met up Fundy National Park. Uh, I was down there for a camping trip, and I reached out to Derek. Derek, and uh, he mentioned that you guys were were going out to play in the woods that weekend and uh <laughs> i linked up to run with you guys and uh, they twisted my arm to do a full loop that day is normally not something that i do but uh, oh yeah that was a fun day and yeah, that yeah, we was... got to share a few miles you turned around you turned around early if i remember correctly but, yeah uh, i don't i don't remember that one that's uh it's probably the case though that uh that sounds sounds like my mo sometimes for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we just ran that really nice section, like the the coastal trail. Yeah, and okay. then I think you you doubled back on uh, on another trail from from there. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, up Tipping Lot probably, and 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 did the loop. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a beautiful uh, beautiful area for sure. We've had a lot of a lot of group runs there. 
and as you know, have you ever raced in that in that uh, the Fundy Circuit Ultra? Ultra? No, I, I've never raced the Fundy Circuit Ultra before. It's been kind of on my list to do, and I was pretty pumped to actually go around with uh, with with Derek and those guys, just to actually be with somebody that knew how to connect the the loop. I guess without the map, it wasn't. It's not that hard to do when when you look at a map, I suppose. But it's nice to always run something new with somebody that's been there before if it's not a marked course and it's it's beautiful down there man like that is that is a nice that's a nice trail system like you go through some really nice terrain it Uh, is yeah it's uh like i said we try to organize at least one run uh every year and and this this year because of covid actually um we were able to arrange like a group run um you know uh when the race was supposed to happen so we had we had quite a few people out which was good and everybody was real respectful and and uh i think i think it was close to 30 or so that can and that's without an event so it's just people showing up and and spending the weekend and um yeah it was it was a blast so maybe for those that that uh that don't know is it the fundy circuit is it's about 50k around isn't it that's right yeah it's uh it's a little less i think it's around 48 49 that you get on your uh on your gps but uh yeah and it's it's got some coastal mix it's got some interior some some climbs that will punch you in the face for sure uh and uh about about three or three to six river crossings kind of depends on how much rains come down uh and uh yeah it just makes for such a fun fun run lots of runnable stuff lots of uh tough stuff it's it's a great time for sure yeah i remember with the the one time that i did the loop uh the boys there was it dawson and luke and Derek. they they ditched me at that last <laughs> section of trail because the the 50k wasn't quite long enough and they left me to that last uh, series of, of river crossings and stuff to my own devices <laughs> and that was actually it was a little tricky navigating that on my own just kind of seeing where the trail goes across the river wasn't evident but uh it was a uh, I, I did make it i didn't get lost they, they told <laughs> me that if worst case scenario you could find your way back if you just followed the followed the river yeah that's true it's town get into get into alma and then you got to climb the nice big hill out of there yeah 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 that's great so what have you been up to man like uh you've been pretty busy um from what from what i've seen um uh but i saw just kind of poking around on instagram watching your stories you're getting into doing a little ski touring is that new for you this year you've been doing that for a while or what's no, I've uh, I've been doing that for a little while. Um, I have a couple of buddies that I've skied with pretty much all my life that uh, started getting into it pretty heavy. Um, one of them's actually training to be a uh, professional ski guide now, so living living the dream out west. And uh, so yeah, I I, um, I decided uh, just to to go on a, a chick chop chalks trip with them uh, on the uh, Gas Bay Coast there uh, one year, and I just borrowed a setup from my buddy and did it. And I mean, I think you do it as well, right? 
No, I've wanted to try it for for a long time. I've done some. I started cross country skiing last year, right. but I've I've really wanted to yeah, get a pair of touring skis and some skins. I know locally, like I think you're allowed to do that at, at Wentworth. I think they don't frown upon doing that there. But yeah. I've I've been uh, really really wanting to do that, and the Shick Shocks is on my my radar just because running there, yeah, uh, right running there is awesome and then you see these signs and obviously you don't want to get avalanche but you see these signs for avalanches and you see the ski touring trails and everything is like man this would be phenomenal to be out here in the winter time yeah but, that, but that's how you got started with a trip to the shikshocks yeah so uh yeah we did that trip and i mean i i know i know you a little bit and i know like with trail running you would absolutely fall in love with it it's it's amazing uh you know being in the mountains it's it's basically just like trail running except you're going slower um you know you're climbing the hill and then you get to ski your reward is you get to ski down so so anyway that uh that really hooked me into it um so i started uh doing it a little more trying to find areas around here that i could do it um that are still backcountry, but as you know our, our hills aren't aren't uh huge around here so you know mostly the touring aspect uh, and the training and and then now we just, uh, we literally go up to Crab or go to Poli and we just spend a day and we just climb, you know, as many laps as we want to do. Uh, yeah. we, we found a route through the woods that we've, we've uh, gone through. And I mean, for example, like we went this last weekend and the place was packed and we didn't even notice because we were on the, that- we were on the side of the hill that was closed. Right. So we just skied powder all day. It was great. That's awesome. And especially like with the hills here, like on in the Atlantic on Canada, right? Like the hills are not big. And a lot of times like the weight in the chairlift line is so much longer than having to, to ski down. At least you're doing something and you're getting some physical fitness out of having to climb the hill. Exactly. And it's, it's extremely low impact. Um, it's basically like what you would feel hiking up a mountain. That's, that's what it feels like. Um, the, to be honest, the hardest part on the legs is the downhills. <laughs> like last weekend, Dawson and I were just crying because we don't have our ski legs. Right. So it, the uphills, we have no problem and we have, you know, we can get up there, but it, uh, it is, it's a, it's a great, uh, cross training activity for sure. When it comes to, uh, trail running, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and I mean, we were, we were there, the two of us and, um, there was three other people that showed up when we were there and they were all touring. And I heard at Poli last weekend, there was at least 20 people doing it. So oh, it's, wow. it's definitely picking up. And like you say, you avoid, you avoid the chair lines, right? So it's, yep. uh, you know, so, you're just out there in a t-shirt when you're climbing, right? <laughs> so what's the etiquette around that with, with most hills? I'm pretty sure at Wentworth, you don't have to buy a, a lift ticket. Like if you're going to go up the hill on under your own power um and then you can ski down like i was a little curious and i think jody mentioned to me like he had asked about again this is not an official answer or anything but he had asked them about like insurance wise like if you haven't bought something from them then then is that a problem from them to be like on their property doing that but like what's the etiquette around there like the hills in new brunswick are, are cool with people it, it depends it, it, it depends on what hill you're at um and it's the same across the board like if you look at uh any of the websites on the on the uh, mountains like sugarloaf uh sunday river down down in maine and new hampshire they all have uphill policies 
Um, the only one in New Brunswick that I know of that actually has a policy and has a lift ticket it, or a uphill ticket is uh, Poli. They they have a ten dollar ticket and they have rules and and everything, which is which is to me smart. Like you've got to you've got to profit off these people that are coming and enjoying your hill, regardless of whether they're using any of the services. And also the the risk of them being on your mountain and, and skiing the same trails that everybody else is. So, well, um, and then but, at least then you got an idea of how, like especially where it's busier in the winter, you get an idea of how many are on the hill. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and what's going on? It kind of makes sense. And like for a nominal fee, if you get to go and use their their property, like that's something that I'd be I'd be cool with. Like it seems to me it makes sense. It'd be cheaper than a lift ticket. Like that. Oh yeah. It should be cheaper than a lift ticket, but you're paying a little bit to be there. Yeah. And I honestly, I drive, uh, for me, it's a, it's an extra hour to drive to crab, maybe an hour and 15 to drive to crab. And I do, I prefer to go there. Just, I think it's mostly because I've got more friends that are doing it in that area. Um, but they don't, uh, they don't charge anything. They, um, they allow you just to, to cruise up and, uh, and they're, I mean, they're awesome when you're on the hill. They're so encouraging of, of you being out there and, and actually getting after it all day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, and I, it's funny cause I tell people about this and people who are skiers are like, you know, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Cause the only time I get cold is when I'm sitting on the chairlift. And I was like, exactly. When you're going uphill, you're in a t-shirt <laughs> like, there's no, there's no cold. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and like I said, it's it's a it's the perfect cross training for what we do. Especially, yeah, definitely like for ultra running and doing a hilly course and stuff. Like that's got to work close to the same muscle groups. You're just not getting the impact on the body on the way down that you would. So you're able to let the body recover a little bit more over the winter time if you're doing some ski touring and stuff. Oh, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. So I also seen that you've been running with a pretty awesome four-legged uh, buddy. What's, his, what's your dog's name? Kona, was it? Or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kona. Uh, she's actually a rescue. Um, well, a, a rescue that I found on the side of the road. Um, it's it's quite the story. About ten or eleven years ago, I, I guess she's eleven now. Uh, I was I was pulling off the highway and I saw this dog frantically uh, running in the woods and. I saw another car pulled over, so I thought, okay, well, this is this doesn't seem right. So I pulled over, and and uh, as soon as we opened the passenger door, she just turned around and came running and jumped on on my buddy's lap, and uh, and it, I mean, I took one look at her and I was like, no, I guess this is going to be my dog. So she was about, I think she was three. The vet thought around three or four months at the time, uh, full of fleas. Uh, had obviously, it was one of those really rainy weekends and it had obviously been outside all weekend, uh, fending for herself. Um, so, so yeah, I, I actually lived in a place where, where we weren't allowed dogs. So I, I pretty much uprooted my life to, uh, to, uh, keep that dog. And yeah, she's been my best bud since for sure. Uh, it's an amazing story, man. Like, uh, how long... How long do you remember? Like, did it take the take her to settle in? Like, after after sort of experience being out there on her own and stuff, was she a little like timid or take a bit to settle in, or just you guys just kind of warmed up and were best buds right away? Yeah, she took a little bit. Um, I was lucky because my uh, good friend of mine lived real close to where I picked her up, and because I lived in a place where I couldn't have dogs, uh, I I stopped at his place and. 
and they were gracious enough to take her in. Uh, so they took her in for, I think it was probably a month. And this guy is, you know, one of the best dog trainers around. And, uh, he's just, he's just very in tune with, with, with dogs. It's not what he does, but he's just very in tune. And, uh, so he actually, uh, took care of her, him and his girlfriend at the time took care of, uh, her right at the beginning. And they had a Rhodesian or they had or have a Rhodesian Ridgeback. So that, that dog kind of trained my dog also, like it was very interesting to see. So they were really good at, at keeping her, but yes, it did take her a little bit, especially with food. Uh, she was very food like crazy. So I had to spend a lot of time with her, um, you know, making sure that she, she knew that, uh, that, um, you know, it was under my rule when she eats basically. Uh, and, and she took to that very well. And now, I mean, she's, she's perfect. Like she's, one of the easiest dogs, very loving, uh, loves the trail. Even at 11, she can come out and do 25K in the woods. No problem. Oh, that's amazing, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so awesome. How'd you, like, I, I got a, we got a new puppy about this time last year. And uh, she's a little, she's a little more than a year now. She's Whippet, Luna. She's awesome. <laughs> it's the first time I've had a four-legged running buddy. And I know I kind of, I kind of eased her into it, but she's, she's a natural born runner, love speed work. Like that dog can run so fast and puts a new (laughs) meaning to the term of nip you in the butt. Like she gets so excited when we're doing intervals. She just, she just starts like bounding and starts nipping at my butt. And then all of a sudden she's up at ear level, like nipping me in the ear and she's just kind of bounding and she tosses sticks and she's just like tossing sticks and catching them. Like I'm running at full out speed and this dog is just like having a blast. yeah uh, it's it's just been a hoot like bringing her out on the trails and she's been up to 25k with me she was out to refugee coven back at uh cape shignecto was her her biggest biggest outing so far she was tuckered for a few days after that yeah that's not your typical 25 that one (laughs) yeah 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 so just kind of curious, like a lot of, there's a lot of discussions out there, like in the running community, trail running community about running with dogs and training dogs and, and all that sort of stuff. I personally just, because my dog's still a puppy, she's a sight hound and, and whatever, like if we're hiking, I'll have her on a bit of a longer lead and give her a little bit more room. But if I'm running, like it's a pretty high energy state and she loves to chase after squirrels and I just don't want her to kind of run and maul other people on the trail. Right. She doesn't quite have her, her manners yet. Like she's not a giant dog like, and she's the sweetest thing ever yeah so we run on a leash and like i built her up like super super slow and very very cautiously but i'm just kind of curious about your story about introducing your your dog to to running and how that unfolded and some of the adventures you guys have been on sure yeah i mean it wasn't uh there wasn't really any thought behind it i just went out with her um she absolutely loves it so it was pretty easy uh the good thing with Kona is she really stays away from people. So if we're on the trails, she'll she'll go deep in. She'll take like a wide berth around people. She doesn't go any anywhere near anybody. And I also um, would spend a lot of my time on trails without either without any people or at times that people weren't going to be there. Because um, honestly, when it comes to my dog, she's I I can't run with her on a leash. Uh, I'm sure I could get a, a nice setup where, you know, you have a nice candy cross leash and all that stuff. But to be honest, she, she just, 
loves to be free. So I try to give her that. Um, I think because I do that, she doesn't get out as much as I, I would probably like, uh, just because, you know, I'm on trails also at times that she can't be on, um, if there are people and stuff like that. So I do leave her home in that, in those cases, but you know, I think she's pretty lucky as is, you know, one or two runs a week. She's, I think she's pretty happy, especially at this age. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to push her anymore, but yeah, it, 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 I've never really had any run-ins myself. Um, I haven't seen too many, too many people. And like I said, when I do, she just, she just goes around them. Um, but it, that is, it's funny you mentioned that cause that is quite a hot topic these days. Like people are, people are getting nipped on trails and I actually personally have gotten nipped myself by a dog. And, um, you know, it, I'm always of the, it's, it's the dog owner's responsibility. The dog doesn't know uh-huh. any better. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I find like, even like in a busy park, like locally here, I live in, in Mount Uniac, Nova Scotia, and we have a park just down the road, the Uniac estate park, and it gets fairly busy and it's supposed to be a leashed park. Like you can have right. your dogs there and it's leashed and we run through there and we're leashed. And if I see like dogs and things coming, like still trying to teach Luna some manners. So like we pull off to the side of the trail and we sit, but that doesn't do us any good if we come up and there's a dog that's off leash and they just kind of maul us and come. And then the owner's yelling, oh, don't worry, my dog's friendly. It's like, we shouldn't be put yeah. in this position that we have to deal with your quote unquote friendly dog. Like that's just not okay. Yeah. And people have a, a warped perception of, uh, of their friendly dog. That's for sure. Like yeah. might be friendly to you, but you don't understand that anything can trigger your dog. Yeah. Um, you know, Especially like if you're working on like some self-confidence with your dog and trying to teach it like that you're you're there for her and like you're going to protect her, but you get her to move off to the side of the trail and try to remove her from that situation. And then this dog is just like on top of her. Exactly. Like, kind of mixed messages. Right. And that's. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. It's a tricky. It's a tricky one for sure. There's uh, you know, people. And as you know, just like you and I. We love our dogs, right? So people are very passionate about it. If you if you bring it up, people will, will get upset. But yeah, yeah. You know. So running run, running longer distances with with your dog, at least from from what I read, and I'm no expert on this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I will admit, but from my experience and like running with my dog, like she's just fine to go. Like I will. I bring extra water for her and she's good with drinking from streams and, and stuff like that. But I've never brought like any kibble or anything, like any snacks for her. Like, and I always give her like, it's kind of like going for a swim or whatever. I give her like some time before without food. And then we have time after without food. Cause she's a deep chested dog and that's supposed to be bad for them. So we do some pretty long runs and she's, she's fine. And, we don't, I don't, but some people talk about giving their dogs like snacks, like you would take in calories during your run. Right. But like what I understand is their metabolism is way different than our metabolism. They're much more efficient at burning fat and everything that, that we are. So they mm-hmm. don't have the same like caloric needs during exercise that, that we do. So, yeah, that's well, <clears throat> that's great. You say that. That's funny because I've, I've been saying recently, just, just recently that, that I, I, I'm like, I should be bringing food out for my dog. Cause 
actually drew wallace he he brings his dog out and i don't know if you know that dog but oh my god i've never seen anything so energetic in my life like they they did the footpath together um ended up being i think it was uh, like 60k or 50 or no 40 40 to 50k and the dog was just wired after like wants to throw a stick we'll we'll bring a stick to you and and just keep throwing it and uh so drew does bring food for for his dog and and I, I always thought that it's like I, I would give Kona every now and then I'd give her something that I have that 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 is safe for dogs. Um, but I've never felt like she's needed it. Like I've never looked at her and think, you know, um, so I, that's great that you say that. Like you probably I it's the same honest, approach for me. Like if, if I mowed on a long, a longer adventure and we're we're sitting down and I'm snacking on something that's that's dog safe and she's being good and cute and just kind of hanging out <laughs> and I'll give her a piece of like my cinnamon bun or something just to, as a little treat but yeah she doesn't seem like she needs a caloric and take it again and like I, I've gone down a few rabbit holes on that on the internet and you never really know so it's kind of like just an experiment and it doesn't like she seems fine like afterwards. yeah it's tough to tell right and it's the same with electrolytes you don't really know like does does your dog need electrolytes like should you be putting a, a noon tab in your dog's water or what <laughs> <laughs> well if, if we're being honest here i'm i'm probably one of the worst trail runners out there when it comes to nutrition and and hydration so unfortunately my dog gets uh gets that same treatment <laughs> no worries <Yeah>. man <laughs> So I'm thinking it might be interesting to kind of go back to the beginning. Like we we don't know each other all that well, but I'm a pretty pretty big sucker for origin stories anyways. Right. So I'd love it if you could sort of get into how you started running and how that eventually led into like trail and, and ultra running. So what's sure, that yeah. I mean about? it's yeah, it's it's quite the story. I mean, I've always I was always the type of guy that would go to the gym on and off um, pretty much all my life. I dealt with, I, I've dealt with weight issues, you know, um, right from, well, right from when I noticed junior high, high school time frame, And, and so I would always go to the gym on and off and, uh, but I wasn't really much of a runner. Um, and then uh, I, I got out of um, university and uh, it was late to, to go into university. I got out and I took a job that really was, um, ridiculously stressful. Um, I stress ate like you wouldn't believe it was, it was actually a, a coffee shop with a bakery. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd walk by and there'd be food there all the time and I would just grab and eat and eat and eat. So I basically, the story starts with me getting real fat is what it comes down to. Oh, <laughs> and, so similar to my story too. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so I, uh, so yeah, I, I worked there for a few years and and uh got got out of that and then i did in 2011 i did a um a 10k and i, I felt pretty good doing it but it you know it, it was hard like everything running was very hard to me um and then so for a few years i started doing um the spin classes at uh at the good life gyms uh and i would get up you know i was doing the 5:15 in the morning spin classes regularly and I started dropping some weight and, and feeling pretty good. And, and uh, you know, so I thought, well, maybe I'll try this running thing again. So I went out and I think I ran, uh, it was like a five or six K and, and, and it felt easy. It was like, okay, well this, this is kind of cool. 
Um, a little bit different than when you did it the, the last time. <laughs> exactly, for sure. So, so I, you know, I, I got into another 10K and uh, that was probably right around 2014 or something. And I, I did pretty well. Like uh, for me, it was, I think I was sub, I was like 49 minutes or something, which to me was, was huge. I got under 50 minutes. So I was happy. So, so then I, uh, the next year, um, I, uh, I decided to, to train for a couple half marathons. So I ended up doing two that year um, and then decided, well, actually, I think it was one of my friends suggested um, uh, doing a run in the trail. So I went with them one time and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then started learning more about trail running and how, uh, you know, these, these big distances, like the 50 Ks, I mean, that was huge at the time, like even four years ago, 50 K was massive. Right. And, and so, uh, so I signed up for, um, the romp and rock was my first, uh, was my first 50 K. And, uh, and I tell you, I went and ran that route. It's a 25 K route that you do twice right in the heart of St. John. And I went and ran that route. Probably I would say 30 times just trying to train for this, thinking that that was going to do it. And I'll, like, I'll tell you, it, it took two years or two or three years to, to really fall in love with Rockwood again. I just, I just couldn't take that place after doing that. But anyway, so I did that 50 K. Um, and it's so wait, you, nine- you just you just jumped right from road half marathon and then you were into your trail trail 50k that's right yeah that's, that's I, a big uh, jump man that's a big yeah jump. I, did, I, I didn't uh the road wasn't appealing to me like it, it was just too it was a little too cutthroat like a little too like you're going for seconds rather than hours type deal um so i i decided I just, like I said, yeah, I, I decided oh, I'll just jump to this trail 50 K cause there's no, there's no trail marathons or there's very few of them around here. Anyway, it's, it's either you do a, a, a 10, 25 or 50 usually. Right. So, so I got into that and my mom actually, uh, which was pretty cool. She flew down from Ontario to come and, uh, like crew me for it. And, um, so I, I remember that one was just, like I said, nine and a half hours. It, uh, I started out the first lap wasn't too bad. And then I made the mistake of changing all my clothes and, and getting way behind. And then I did the the second lap by myself. So that lap was, it was like five and a half hours or something for 25 K like not, it's not only out there for 25 K by, <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. It is. And I don't know if you've ever run in Rockwood, it's pretty twisty and turny and you're not on the same trail for more than two K. Um, so it's, it's a pretty crazy route, but, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I suffered through that. And honestly, after that, I was, I was hooked, um, you know, got into some bigger distances and, and went from there. Nice, man. I wonder what it is. Like it's that gets you from a place of suffering through that first 50 K and then you end that sentence with, well, I was hooked. So that, I find that, I find that I know, interesting, I, right? That's it, well, and I guarantee you have it too, right? You go through oh, the totally. worst pain you could possibly imagine. You're, you're telling yourself the entire time that you'll never do this again. 
And after, you know, maybe an hour or two after the race, it's like, so what's the next one, right? Yeah, I survived that. I'm still here. I wonder, I'm curious, what, can I go a little bit more? Or can I do that same thing a little bit faster? Like, what, what's up, buddy? Like, we, we can do more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that's what, that's what happened. I Because my time was so slow the first time, I had nothing to lose the second time. So I went out last year and did it in like six and a half hours and had a blast. Oh, wow. right. That's it, a big it, improvement. It, and then like big change, right? You know, yeah, you dial things in, like you realize, yeah, you, you probably don't need to change clothes in the middle of a 50K and <laughs> exactly. you get your nutrition and hydration a little bit better, even though you self proclaimed terrible at it. But I imagine <laughs> you dialed that in a little bit more. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it was great to experience uh, both, both ways of doing it. So when you jumped from from road to trail, like that first time you went out with your friends, I get this question a lot. Like, man, mm-hmm. I want to try trail running, but what gear do I need to go out and try it? Like, what do I need to try? Like, I imagine you probably just went out in your your road shoes and just went and tried it out. Did you like? How, yeah, how did that go? Uh, honestly, I I don't really remember the first time. Like, I think um, yeah, actually, the first time would have been before I went out with my buddy. During that time, I did go out with a friend who did. It was kind of like a half road, half trail thing. Um, And that's exactly what it was. It was road shoes, um, not knowing what's going on. You just go out and have a good time. And and honestly, I've never really been the one that thinks too much about pace, even more so back then, I would say. Like, I probably do a little more now. Um, But back then, I I never really, you know, I didn't care what what we're doing out there. You know, all I was thinking about is how much I'm suffering doing it. So I didn't care how fast I was going. Um, But yeah, that's that's basically how it happened. Just kind of, you know, throw the shoes on and and go out and try it. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. Like you, you right from the get go didn't care too much about pace out there. That's I think that's something a lot of people struggle with when they switch over from roads to trails. They're all like, Oh man, we got to be hitting these splits. And then they just completely get walloped by all the hills and the terrain and things. <laughs> they, they, they learn the hard way that it, yeah, it's not about how fast you're going out there. <laughs> it's, right. And I, I didn't, I also didn't have the, like a road running background. I had, you know, a couple races, a a little bit of training on the road, but I, I wasn't like a runner that was used to going fast on the road. So for me, the transition wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was pretty easy. Cool, man. And what, so is 50 K your, your longest distance so far? Is that where you're topped out at right now? Or what, what's, what's. No, um, I'm actually topped out at it's 111. Nice. <laughs> because, and the reason behind there's a reason behind it. To, that that actually happened at Capes. Um, I was signed up for the 100 miler, and after about five hours of throwing up, I decided to call it. Um, when but, I uh, when I passed you or when I went by you on Capes, <laughs> I have a distinct memory of you looking like you were suffering pretty bad. <laughs> I tried to I, I tried to inject a little positivity and say hi, but I don't even like you, you might have grunted and waved or something like that. But I, you, you look like you were hurting. <laughs> yeah, no question. It was uh, it it wasn't too bad until obviously Cape Shenecto. Like you know, it's it's a beast and things started going downhill quick there and then and then I rebounded a bit but then it just hit hard and uh so yeah like I said I I went through about five hours of uh, just dry heaving throwing up and um 
And I got to the back to the start finish because, as you know, you you get to the start finish and then you get another 60k or 30k out, 30k back. Um, so I got there and and my crew was trying to like get me going and get me get me back out because I was close to the cutoff. I was real close. And um, so funny enough, I, I finally like they finally patched me all together, got everything on me, and and started to send me out. But at this point, I didn't realize what time it was, and I think it was like a minute after when when the cutoff oh you was. just you just missed the cutoff to go yes yo no so it, like I don't even know if it was a minute. It was like I was on the time when I started walking out, but uh, we got to the end of the field, and and Jody yelled out, "Hey, what's where are you going?" You're past the cutoff. So I just asked him, I said, Hey man, like, I don't think I'm going to finish anyway. So can I just go out and get my longest distance? I need 111. Uh, I need to beat 110 is what it was. So, so my, my pacer, Tim uh, Barry came down from, from New Brunswick to, to pace me and he got, he got an, uh, an 11 K run in. <laughs> so, and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It was not much of a run, but uh but yeah, that's my longest. Um, before that was a was uh, the Gaspazy. Um, I was going to ask about that. I was wondering if I, I thought you were down there with that crew of like again Derek and and those guys were. I remember them being down there. Yeah, well. yeah. So my I actually have some history there. My my family has had a, a summer house, maybe a, a two minute walk to the start finish line. Um, so it's become kind of a staple race every year. Uh, so we, we, everybody does whatever distance they want on, on the Saturday when, whenever the race is. And then we have a big, uh, like a maritime party on, on Sunday. Uh, and my parents, like my parents put it all together. They, we got food for everybody. Um, everybody camps out and, and stays at our place and, or gets their own, their own place off site. And, and we just have a big, big, uh, you know, maritime party. It's, it's great. And, uh, so yeah, so that, that one I've, I've attempted a couple times. Um, first time I, I had some, uh, I had some dehydration issues where I really learned, you know, how you have to, why you need to hydrate your body. Um, so I dropped 50 K into that one. Um, and then the next year I came back and I did get the 100K done. It wasn't pretty. Uh, just like my 50K, it was uh, long. It was, uh, it was, I think, 20, uh, 20 and a half hours. Uh, it, it doesn't, the ultras don't need to be pretty, man. They just need to get I know. done. <laughs> I know. I know. The, it, was, it was actually, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't forget the memory for anything. Like, it was so awesome. I had my buddies, like, um, Brian Head, Tim McDonough, and, uh, and Dawson Mossman stayed up to, to watch me finish. And at this point it's, it's four in the morning and I'm seeing the sunrise. It was, it, it couldn't have been any, any prettier. Right. And, uh, so I'm finishing on the beach and these guys are watching me. So you, you have to cross the beach and then you, you come up a little, a little crest and then come down to the start finish line on a boardwalk and, and I'm running on the beach or somewhat running. And, uh, the guy that passes me, I, I, I look over, I said, you're, you're in the hundred miler, aren't you? And he, he's like, yep. Yeah. First place hundred mile guy passed me at the finish line <laughs> on my hundred K. So actually I kind of similar experience to that, but at, at Capes for me, 
I was leaving the the farm at the 100K mark, right? Like the start finish area. And I'm Mm -hmm. going heading off into the woods. And we weren't that far into the woods. And who's coming like steamrolling through the woods? But Steve Reeves is just like on a mission. Like, (laughs) yeah. It's like, oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's Steve for you. Actually, the, the, the on that same uh, note, Steve finished his hundred miler an hour before I fit. I finished my hundred k in that race, so he was he was across the finish line for an hour and sleeping while I crossed at hundred k. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, love I look at it as you're, you're getting more more dollars dollar per hour value out of your your entry fee <laughs> that way, true. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I uh, when I watch coverage of uh, like the Western states or something like that, the best hour is the last hour. Like when oh, the cutoff. It's incredible! Like, even There's watching nothing some of better. Those. Even watching some of those documentaries, like Billy Yang's got a couple of good ones that, and they show the golden hour, and it's just it's just amazing, like seeing yeah. these people that are giving it their all over that last like couple hours to try and get there and, and get their buckle. Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's yeah. It, there's nothing more inspiring than that. I mean, yeah, you know, first place guy is pretty cool, or girl, it's pretty cool to see them uh, rip it up on the course. But when you see those people like at the depths of hell just stumbling into the finish line is just amazing a lot of those elite runners will one they'll stick around to see people finish or maybe they'll they'll have a a nap and and recover and they might actually go run some of these guys into the finish line too right like so there's a lot of camaraderie around that and there's no differential in like status or anything like i think they appreciate that they're out there suffering and they're out there suffering like for sometimes like over twice as long, right? Like it's, it's crazy. It's, and that's, that's what I, uh, I, I will say that I think crewing is, um, just as much, if not better than, than actually running the race. There is something else for me anyway, personally to watch somebody, go through that and push themselves to the limit. I just like, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing to watch. It's, uh, it's so fun to see, like looking at these people in the, in these hundred milers and some people are just, you you don't know how they're continuing and they're, they're getting through it and, and they just, the power of the mind is just incredible. Um, and I noticed that a lot in capes. I, I, I found capes was very, like everybody was helping everybody else. Like the, the stories that came out of that, of, of people that just, you know, went through hell, but, but another runner helped them. Like another runner was, was the reason they got through that. Yeah, race. Another like, runner or somebody's crew helped somebody exactly. else out that wasn't as experienced or their crew wasn't experienced or. Yeah, yeah there, there's some really incredible stories that, that came out of that. There's, as with many ultras too, there there's some heartbreak that that's come out of that too. And I think hopefully some people learn learn some some good lessons to come after it the the next time around, for, for sure. sure. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, is there any any crew stories that are sticking out for you? Like, what's one have been one of your most memorable crew experiences? Uh, I would say actually, yeah, um, I ran, uh, or I crewed for Tim, uh, McDonough in, um, 
back when he, he wasn't as much of a beast as he is. Um, Man, that guy I could actually is keep up out there and destroying like <laughs> everything. It's incredible. Like he yeah. big miles so, in and he, yeah, he's a strong runner. Exactly. So this was his first, uh, his first hundred miler. And uh, what an experience. We, we went down to uh, Riverlands. Um, and I think you were signed up for that this year. I wasn't, or? no, but uh, yeah, I'm, it was uh, some friends with some people that were signed up to go go down for that one. I was think I was kind of on the list as a potential crew slash pacer for for some of it. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. I was going to do it again this year too with um, or last year with uh, Lori Curry, but um, yeah. So Tim, yeah, we went down. You know, it was just him and I. We and I actually uh, I was doing some filming, like I was filming um, videos and stuff at that. Point. So I was able to film it as well, which was kind of cool. But uh, so I went down with him and uh, uh, Derek uh, and um, Blair went down together. Blair was um, he was uh, pacing and crewing for Derek. So so we went down and uh, and it was it was really cool. So how it works is it's an out and back um, uh, 20 miles out and back. So I. Uh, or it wouldn't be 20 miles, a little more than that. But anyway, I, uh, so for the first, he would run the first three laps on his own and I would join him for the next two. Uh, and they were the nighttime laps or nighttime out and back. So, so I crew him for the, for all day. And so I got to watch him and, and filmed a little bit when he came in and, and, uh, to watch like, you know, um, how he's doing. And he was, he was doing pretty well. He was, I think he was third place for most of the race. Uh, and then when I joined them, uh, second place, uh, started experiencing some issues. So, so we actually moved into second and we were running along and Derek was behind Tim all day, like all day, but he was steady. You could just kind of see it in him. He was steady all day, but he was, he was behind him. So, and this was Tim's first hundred miler. So lots to learn. And so we, we ran the, the first lap good and, and ran the second lap and we ran out. So you get to the turnaround point where you're coming back for your last, like last, sh- you know, run in basically. And Tim was starting to really feel it. He was, he was getting a little nauseous and, and uh, a little cold and stuff. So, so we took a little break at the, at the turnaround and we started heading back and it, it's, it's nighttime, right? So, so you don't know, uh, you don't know who's coming at you. All you see is headlights, right? So, so we ran out and and uh, and we're feeling pretty good. We're in second place. We think we're well ahead because you can see who the third place, where the third place is. So so we're like, I was like, Tim, you know, your first hundred miler, just enjoy it. Just you know, don't don't hurt yourself too much. Let's get through it. And and uh, so we we were moving along pretty good. And and these two people come up on us and we say hi and we keep going and and we get to the last aid station. So you got eight k, I think it is left after this point. And we're still in second and Tim's really like really feeling at this point. So we get in that aid station, we get out and Tim has to use the washroom. So he goes into the bath or he goes to the bathroom in the woods. And uh, as he's there, we see these two people coming up and it's Drew and Derek. (laughs) And we're like, you got to be kidding me. And so they pass us. Tim comes out of the woods. Tim, Tim comes out of the woods and he goes, was that Derek? I said, yeah. I said, you want to run, man? Let's go. So we started chasing them and they were, by this point, they were gone. And, and Tim basically just says to me, he goes, if I was Derek right now, I'd be running out of my boots to stay away from me. There's no way I can keep up to him at this point. 
And so anyway, we got in. It was awesome. Tim finished. He still finished third in his first yeah, hundred miler. Incredible first hundred miler. Yeah. Yeah, but to learn to learn how like just to see Derek and how he paced that all day, and he just basically paced a perfect race, right? And 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 uh, to to see how that work in action, and to come to find out after um, Derek dropped uh, Blair in the end because he was just flying. Like Blair said, I couldn't. He was climbing hills like I, I couldn't keep up with the guy. It was just crazy. Um, so it was kind of cool, you know, the award ceremonies. We got two uh, two bear timer, two New Brunswickers in the in the top three. It was it was pretty cool to see. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And I imagine just being a part of that experience, not only helping your friend run that first hundred miler, also is probably a very good learning experience for you moving forward for for you to do your first hundred miler after that. Right. Like, so it's yeah. kind of, there's, there's a lot to gain. Uh, yeah. Helping your friend out and, and personally as well. Big time. I, I think, um, I honestly think that crewing is probably harder than the actual running. Like it's, it's, you've, you've got to be awake the entire time, just as much as the person does. You're not doing the physical activity as much, but you're, you're, you have to be on your game. If you misstep at all, you're going to, now that race was a little different because they came back to the car every um, so often. So it was pretty, it was pretty easy in that sense. But if you're in an area where, you know, it's a big loop or something like that and, and trying to figure out how to get to the aid stations and, and, uh, you know, how to set up and make sure you have everything, it's, it's not easy for sure. And it, it's, it's pretty rewarding to do well at that job and, and get your runner to the finish line. So, so for me in that, you know, I, I did feel pride in the fact that, you know, he, he got a third place finish. Like we, we ran it out. We, we had a good, it was probably, I probably shouldn't have told him to slow up when I did, but you know, I learned from that too. Right. So we, you know, I could have, I could have said, you know, Derek's on our ass. Let's, let's get going. Right. So, but uh, you know, it, it's, it is, it, it's, pretty interesting how crewing can be harder than the actual running of it <laughs> yeah for sure and like i i i understand that i haven't actually done a whole lot of crewing on my own but i've just seen uh my my wife is my a lot of my support crew when i go and do things and i i very much appreciate the the long days that she puts in for my very selfish <laughs> endeavors <laughs> it is crazy to see like and yeah, it's it's awesome to see the support from from uh, spouses when when it comes to that for sure. And uh, like, and Blair Mann showed up in, in that story, and it seems like no matter what who you're talking to, New Brunswick trail running, like Blair Blair Mann's a name that that comes up a lot. And uh, I really met Blair a few years back at the Waskley Wabbit, mm-hmm. and was doing the the 50 miler there and i was just suffering on that <laughs> third lap just absolutely <laughs> suffering yeah. and i was having like biomechanical issues like my ankles and like some of my tendons just were not working so i just i was just hobbling along <laughs> and uh, blair blair catches me and he's he's having a rough day but he's having stomach issues oh so yeah we we ended up suffering i'd say good like 90 90 percent of that last lap at a snail's crawl together so i feel like i got to know him pretty good awesome. <laughs> on that lap he, he seems like a really nice guy yeah 
that's you couldn't have asked for a better guy to have at the end of that for sure. He's I don't know if you realized his his role at Capes, but he was the guy that everybody talked about at Capes for crew. He was he was at that aid station, um, the last aid station when you got out of uh, Chignecto, and he saw the worst of the worst come in there. And he was a mate like I everybody's story talked about how Blair was at that A station. He just knew exactly what you needed. Uh, and he sent, he sent you out, he sent everybody out feeling far better than they did when they showed up. And, you know, you can't ask for anything more than that for sure. Guys, guys, a legend in the sport. <laughs> and, and I think it, it carries over into like, from what I understand anyways, like his work in the, like the trail running community in in new brunswick as well like he seems to put a lot of effort into making sure that people are out and enjoying themselves and getting involved and getting out and having fun on trails which i think is pretty amazing as well he is for sure yeah because as you mentioned i think the uh the stomach problems are are, have caught up to him and and so it's nice to see that he's still you know um involved and and i mean the guys the guy runs more consistently than probably anybody i know it's just the longer distances aren't in, aren't in his wheelhouse but um at this point but uh yeah he's definitely he's definitely taken a role in 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 building the community in in the moncton area and it's it's awesome to see and you've been pretty busy in in that area yourself over the last the last year from what i've seen like you're you're on the board of directors of the i think it's relatively new organization isn't it like new brunswick trail running and um you are do you also like are you the founder of the saint john trail running group as well or what's uh no so um the St. John trail running, uh, actually it started up with, um, one of our local outdoor stores, uh, but probably about seven years ago, I think, um, River oh, so that's trail. been going on for a while. Okay. But the, yeah, so the present, but the Instagram stuff is, is new. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically what happened is, um, it was started up as, as a community builder. Um, it, it was, it, and it, and did really well. It, the turnout was, you know, anywhere probably from 15 to, to 25 um, a week. Um, mainly, I, I would say it was a little on the low side. Just, you know, the 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 company that started it up, they just didn't have the time to, to devote to it as, as I do. Um, so it was, but it, it built up to, I think the Facebook group had about 600 or so people before I took it over. And um and it was great, but uh, then COVID hit, and uh, it just it didn't. Uh, it, nothing was going on. Okay, um, you, you are you are running. You are the the one who's running that group right now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. right now, so so what happened is we we had a little discussion uh, myself and the owner Sean um, on the group, and and I you know I suggested that we change it to St. John Trail Running to make it consistent with you know Fredericton Trail Running, um, Moncton Trail Running, Halifax Trail Running. You know have have the consistency there for when people search for, you know, if they're visiting St. John, they want to search for a trail running club. It makes it easier than river and trail runners. Right. So, so he agreed and he, he said, yeah, if you want to, if you want to take it over, uh, go for it. And so that's kind of where I took it. Um, so that started, uh, I think, I think it was uh, probably May or May or June that I started it this year. And, um, the the response has been unreal. I 
I've, I've also got a lot more time to devote to it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, living alone and I can, I can devote a lot of time to this. So I really put a lot of concerted effort into it and, and really made it, uh, you know, made, made sure that the events were very well promoted online, that, um, that the fact that it is a nobody left behind atmosphere, like it's a very, I think that's cool. so important with a, with a trail running group. It's just big time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you're not out there to set PRs. You're just, you're out there for, for community and to just have some fun in the woods and exactly. make everybody feel comfortable. Exactly. And I, and that's the feedback I have been getting is that it's, it, the, the, the fact that it was so welcoming to see like that, you know, every messaging is nobody left behind, nobody left behind. Right. It, it, you really, I mean, I want it to be as inclusive as absolutely I can. Right. But, uh, you know, at the same breath, you want everybody to have a good time. Right. So so I do try to have a couple groups when uh, when we when we show up at the event uh, so that people can find a pace that that is comfortable for them. Um, but, yeah, so I, t- I took it over from Sean and we've gone. I think the groups now it's we're, we're close to a thousand members on the. Uh, oh, group wow. Itself. Yep. So it has grown quite a bit. We've done. Um, we just did a, we recently did a CBC interview for it. Um, I, I was able to, one of the group members, um, Sarah Lamos, uh, she, um, she actually designed the, uh, designed the logo. Um, and, uh, you know, she's super passionate about the group. And, and so she did up a logo and we, we started an online store um, where we started donating, uh, well, so this is how it all kind of comes back together. I I decided to do a $5 donation per sale on the store. And um, after about a week of, of uh, running the store, it was pretty successful. And and uh, Sean from River and Trail, actually, who who uh, ran the group before, reached out and said, hey, listen, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to match those donations. Um, and oh, that's so, incredible. So the goal of these donations was to... Um, to uh give it to like a local trail building organization so for this one we picked a company or a, a couple people out in uh, Lornville and they're called explore Lornville, where they built about uh 18 kilometers of coastal trail probably some of the best trail you'll you'll see in the area i i would say better than the footpath to be honest uh the views are absolutely incredible um so we decided to to donate uh, the first round of, of the online store to them. Uh, so the store ran for a month. Um, we had a hundred and uh, close to 150 sales and uh, $1,416 in donations for, for that organization, which is, I'm blown away by that, to be honest. Yeah, that, that is, that is amazing. And I think it's, yeah. it's so incredible that you're able to be a part of giving back to the, the trail community and the trails that, that you guys are using and running on. Like, I think that's something that we need to see more of in, in the trail running community, especially like, like locally. I know just being able to be a part of getting out to help maintain your, your local trails or, or donating just so that we can keep, keep enjoying them. Right. Like you can't take that for, for granted. It takes work to not have trees down in the middle of the trail or to cut new trails and things like that. Like that just doesn't happen for free. <laughs> a lot of work. It's, it is it's a inc- lot of work. Yeah. It's incredible what people are doing in this area. And actually some of these people, I talked to a guy who's built some of the nicest trails in our area and, 
and I asked him, I said, listen, like we're doing this now for, for this certain uh, organization in Lawrenville, but um, I would like to do more, more uh, store uh, options and, and donate to other companies. And I said, you know, like, do you have anything set up? He's basically like, no, I just, I just do this on my own. I just love it. And, you know, he pays for everything on his own, like all the wood, everything he, he takes care of it himself. And, and, uh, but he did say, you know, if you do set that up, you know, let me know. Cause I'd, I'd love that. And, and so there's, there's definitely opportunities, uh, around here to, to help in that sense. And, and to, on top of this too, on top of this group is one of my, one of my biggest goals with um, with trail running is is building the the woman side of it because we there's not enough as you know you go to a race and and uh, it's it's heavily dominated by men um, and it, it would be nice to get that group out so so I have noticed with our group specifically that we do have quite a few women there's been more women than men some runs which is like blows me away it's amazing to see. Um, but then, uh, in, in the spring, we're going to offer a, uh, a woman's only, uh, group on Monday nights. So our group runs are on, on Wednesday with some pop-ups, random pop-ups, but then we're going to do a Monday night group run. And, uh, and the lady that, uh, built the, um, or designed the logo, Sarah, she's actually going to head up that group. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like ecstatic to, to offer that because I think, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be well attended. I think the women around here would love to have that other option. And it also helps with, with numbers. Um, because I, you know, you can't, you can only manage so many people in the trails, right. When I've had, to, yeah. and I've been <laughs> I've seeing like to, you guys have been getting some pretty big turnouts, like even, even during like uh, COVID and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, We've had we've been up to twenty seven or so, um, but because of COVID, we do have multiple groups. When that happens, um, we send out two groups. But um, it's I there has been a point where I've had to where I've had to lead twenty seven people around a trail, and it's uh, it's a little much. So I think uh, I think it'll be nice to to kind of manage the numbers because I I do think once. Once COVID calms down and once uh, once the summer hits again and, and, and like spring starts popping up, this this group is gonna uh, is gonna get uh, gonna get pretty big. It's it, gonna be one of the bigger groups there in New Brunswick. Is I imagine the Moncton the Moncton group is gonna be pretty big as well. Yeah, Moncton uh, Moncton's definitely they they've had probably more than that. I think on on some of their attendance, but uh, unfortunately this year. Um, they haven't been doing it with COVID They're uh, he's, he's kind of put a pause on the group runs for the summer. So, um, we're well now into the winter, but, uh, so I'm hoping, you know, once things get better that they'll start back up because I think that's gonna, you know, to see three thriving groups in New Brunswick will be massive. And, uh, you know, I know there's a couple more up North, but, uh, and it would be nice to get the presence a little bigger up there, but um, it's it's yeah, it's it's good to see for sure. Uh, you got to get that your St. John group on the, and maybe I just missed it, but you got to get that group on the the group directory, on the the New Brunswick trail running page. I don't oh, think it's yeah. on there. It it is it is on there, I think, but um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I manage that website, so. <laughs> you just called me out. <laughs> no, that's funny. I've I've got that on the uh, 
I've got that on the schedule this weekend because we, we're going to um, a few races have announced dates, which is, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but there are a few dates out there. So I'm going to add those to the site, to, uh, to the calendar to, to make sure that they're on there and get people a little excited. I know I've signed up for one race, but it's just like, is it going to happen? <laughs> I, I am making my, at least my, my spring summer goals, uh, pandemic proof. So they will be self self adventures. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just, I signed up for gas Bay just because it's got a piece of my heart like that. It's all family goes there. Like what well, my whole family will be there and stuff. So it's, it, I did. I hope, sign up I hope for, you but, can get there, man. It's crazy there right now. They're like locked down, curfew. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. It's not looking good to be honest, but uh, I feel like I'll at least get it transferred. I'm always going to go to that race, so I figured if I pay for it now, it's just going to be transferred over to next year, hopefully. For sure. So, so New Brunswick Trail Running, like that's that's a new organization from for this year too, right? Like that, yeah, that's uh, a new one. Or has no, it been around a while and just popped up? Yeah, it's been around for a little while. Um, uh, it was started by uh, like Nat, Nat Couture, um, Shelly Doucette, and Yos. Um, they started it up. Um, and uh, and uh, they had Kaylee Hopkins, I think, at the beginning also. But um, yeah, it's very, you know, very small. We're, we're just, you know, just trying to pick away at, at the, uh, at the scene around here. And, and, and mainly our goal is sanctioning races, uh, and, and making sure people are insured and, and giving, giving, uh, advice and, and stuff like that. But at, with everything that went on last year, it was pretty, uh, you know, we don't make money if we don't sanction, sanction races. Right. So, it was uh, we we would meet still uh, consistently and 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 chat, but uh, until races happen, there's there's not too much other than you know trying to throw some social posts up and and get people excited about running outdoors. Seems like it's like a pretty good resource for things like trail running, New Brunswick. Like if somebody's looking to find a trail running group or they want to know who to reach out to like in the Moncton area or Fredericton area, like you guys got a really good directory on there. And it seems like it'd be really nice if we had something like that, like that too. Like I don't think there's as many different groups and different scenes in, in Nova Scotia it would right. be kind of nice to have that, that resource. And there are different races and things that, that are popping up and it's always a little bit of of a scramble to know what's going on with what race, where the races are, what time of year it is. You kind of need to go and piece that together on your own, try and come up with your schedule. Right. But what you guys are doing there, pulling it all in the same place. And if you're certifying races, then you know what the, the product is going to be like when you show up uh, as an athlete. So you kind of know what to expect. Like, and I imagine that has to do with like, course markings and aid stations and exactly yeah. maps and everything that's around that so you can have a certain level of comfort when you show up to a race that you guys have have sanctioned instead of showing up to this new type of race and you don't know what's out there for course markings and you're like 80k into 100 
mile race and you miss a turn and and your day's over because <laughs> yeah, there's no exactly. markings right <laughs> i'm not saying that, that, that you're going to guarantee that that doesn't happen or whatever like that's obviously some user error on my part that happened to me in, in, <laughs> in, in quebec <laughs> lots of oh, people miss that beast. turn not just me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a beast i actually uh i did um i did pay somebody at that race uh i paced in the last like 15k of the 80 uh 80k and and uh what a beautiful spot i loved it there that was amazing how'd you get how'd you get involved with the like how'd you become a part of the new brunswick trail running group uh just yeah just i mean just my interest in the in the uh community and and you know i know everybody that's on the uh that's on the board right so they just reached out and and asked if I'd, I'd give them a hand. And, and so, yeah, we, we, uh, I jumped aboard. I said, for sure, like, that's, you know, that's exactly what I want to do is try to build this, uh, build this sport. So it was a pretty easy decision. And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's, um, it's going to be nice when races start happening again, because, uh, you know, you, you have more to talk about <laughs> is basically what it comes down to. Oh, okay. And uh, I, like, and I, like from from my point of view, like I I'm like the only time I basically get to see you guys is like at a race, right? Like I haven't seen you guys in a while, and like exactly, you guys got a good crew, of some fun guys down there. Like I'll say a few names, and I don't mean to like miss anybody, like yeah. Derek and and like Jean Marc and Luke and and Dawson and like guys and Tim Tim's down there now. Tim used to be a newfie, but I guess he's he's imported now. Yeah, and, and Blair. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of, like you guys got a pretty deep deep community and you guys got a ton of awesome trails i i've really only explored the the fundy park and i've been to i'd probably say it wrong but kawujimaquack kawujimaquack yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so i've been there but like the the Mi'kmaq 200 like 100 that's in new brunswick too right right yeah like that, that's uh, a relatively new trail like or- yeah i haven't been there yet dawson has done it dawson and drew they uh they fast packed it and uh apparently it's yeah it's beautiful it goes from bathurst to mount carlton and uh yeah i haven't uh haven't done it but yeah there, there's there's a lot here like you know and, and especially in st john uh i'll go seven weeks without repeating the trail in the summer winter's a little different but uh in the summer we'll we'll go seven weeks in the group without touching the new trail or uh the same trail it's crazy that's awesome uh, like i know there's a lot of a lot of options in the city for sure find at least around around halifax especially if you're trying to train for like a, a mountainous uh type ultra event like your options are a little limited like right like there's this one like grinder of a hill like out in Tantallon where you're mm-hmm. driving out to, to Wentworth if you want a little bit like more of a longer trail to do. And then farther than that still, then you're getting into like Shignecto. Right. But what what's open to me this year just came on my radar because of the new Capes 100 location is I took a few trips out to Mabu in, right. in Cape Breton and that place is just beautiful. I got that's I good. That's good running. Oh yeah, I'm still thinking about your pictures. To be honest, I uh, we were gonna do we do a run trip every year. Us, uh, me and me and whoever wants to go. Really, uh, we run an Airbnb and we go somewhere. And I think I was actually talking to you about that. Yeah. And uh, and I saw your pictures, and that's actually where we decided to go this year. And then 
just with COVID and stuff, we, we, we dropped it, but, uh, but yeah, that looked, that looked un- unbelievable there for sure. Nice. We're starting to get a little bit of a, uh, different trail running scene going on now out in, in Mount Uniac. There's a couple of us out here, uh, Wilco and, uh, Dave major, and probably a few others that, that I'm missing, but, uh, I'm getting a little excited. Like we don't have the, the vert that you would get like going out to Wentworth or something like that. But the, the ATV trails and like the back, the backwood stuff is fairly extensive. And I'm really just starting to learn that that network that's around. And it literally just leaves from my doorstep, like where we just got our new, our new place. So I've got lots and lots of like ATV backwood stuff to start exploring. And it's stuff that isn't really mapped out all that well. So it's got a lot of like adventure component to it and like bringing trail saws and flagging tape and finding routes and just trying to get to an end of a route. And you know that you've been to a route that's over there. You, you look on your phone and like, I think I could connect that up through here. Mm-hmm. And then you try and blaze a trail and flag it so you can find it next time. So it's it's been fun. It's, yeah, it's a different kind of fun than going out and climbing hills all the time, but I'm really enjoying it. That's that's what it's all about, I think. Finding those things that uh, are a little different. You know, it's if you do the same grind every day, it just gets so monotonous and you get sick of it. Like I said, with the with the romp and rockwood route, like I ran it so many friggin' times that I hated that park. Like I just did not want to go anywhere near it. And it took me years to actually like, you know, find my way back and enjoy it. So it's, it's important to, to do those little adventurous things for sure. And um, yeah, I think there's, there's some potential there too, like uh, in, in Mount Uniac for us to link up some pretty big, some pretty big loops. Mm. So it could sounds like fun. you might have a race in the in the works here. Oh, um, I don't. Maybe, maybe at some point. I don't know if I, I quite uh, quite have the bug to do any race directing, but uh, the no. But uh, definitely to do some adventures or do like not a like an unofficial race. Like get a bunch of people together and go out and knock off a fifty k or an eighty k or something like that. I think that could be mm-hmm. a lot of fun at some point. Yeah. It always is. <laughs> Maybe not at the time sometimes, but yeah. So what's uh what's on your radar? Um I know you you talked about you signed up Gaspe Z for for mm-hmm. next year. Anything else on the radar, like races, adventures and things coming up this year? N- not really. Um it's funny because I after capes i i decided that uh long distance for me like that long distance isn't going to happen for a while anymore um i wanted to really dial it back and and focus on the 50k distance and and get fast in that distance uh so that was kind of my plan with with uh gaspe is is to actually train to 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 run it well like not just you know suffer through it actually run it well um and then kind of build up back up to those distances. I just didn't feel like I was ready yet. So, so yeah, that was the only one I really signed up for. Um, but my focus this winter is, is to, uh, get stronger. Um, I've actually signed up, uh, to a gym. It's, a uh, like, um, they offer strength and conditioning for, for high performance athletes. Um, so I've, I've signed up. It's actually a buddy of mine who owns it and he's, he's a chiropractor also. So when it comes to injury prevention, it's, it's like hands down the best place I could imagine being 
it's, you know, you have a, you have an issue at all and it's, it's corrected immediately. There's no like worrying about it. And I'm, I'm pretty lucky when it comes to injuries. I don't, I don't usually get anything. Um, but you know, I haven't been weight training in a while, so things pop up and, and like I said, it's addressed immediately. So, so I've been doing a lot of focus on, um, on the strength side, a little bit of yoga. Um, I've been riding a, a trainer, uh, like a bike trainer, uh, and then doing a little running, um, and, and also the ski touring. So the, the winter for me, um, running is actually pretty limited to be honest. Um, I'm going to try to do a little more this year, uh, cause I felt like I was kind of behind when spring hit last year. Um, but, uh, but for me, it's, it's all about the cross training in, in the, in the winter to, to kind of prepare myself and, and no real goals going, I'm not really going after anything. So it's, it's just kind of, uh, you know, I guess what my main goal is to, is to do something every day. So seven days a week. And since mid November, there hasn't been a day I've missed. Um, nice. so, so making sure that, you know, at least I do something, whether it be strength, whether it be yoga, whether it be, you know, go for ski and just something. Right. So, so that's kind of my focus there. Um, I am actually, like you say, you, you don't want to dip your feet into race directing. I never did myself, but I think with running this, uh, this, uh, St. John trail running group, I'm kind of, uh, I'm getting the itch. Uh, so I think, um, I'm, I'm going to look into something next, uh, or I guess this, uh, this fall, um, probably late fall, um, at the, uh, Irving nature park. So we've got this like absolutely beautiful park. I you've never run there, eh? The, the no, nature. I haven't. We, we spent, uh, a night over there in, in the van at one point and seemed pretty, pretty nice. We stopped. Oh Yeah. Stopped in, yeah. had, had a morning breakfast there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, we, uh, I haven't ex- actually explored the trails. It was just a convenient spot to to stop on on the drive home com- from Quebec. I think that's where we we're coming home from. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's it's it's uh, hands. It's my go to. It's hands down the the nicest loop. It's an eight k loop, or I've I've got an eight k loop in there, and hundred percent coastal, and the place gets busy as you can be but nobody's on the trail it's the weirdest because there's a road that goes around it too like a a crushed uh, gravel road that that circumnavigates the park so most people drive and just stop at the uh the lookouts and stuff right so anyway so and there's a piece um called sheldon point trail that's a little further back also so uh, my goal is to have a, a race that links those both up um, sometime, you know, hopefully November timeframe where you're not competing with other, uh, other races all summer, um, and, and putting it on. So, you know, starting small and, and giving it a try, but I think, uh, I don't know, something's, something's bit me because I never, I never wanted to, to race direct. Uh, I always I, wanted to I'm run. I'm excited for you, man. And it's good to have, like, as a, as an athlete, it's kind of nice to have a bit of variety too. Uh, different race directors and different styles of, of doing things. I think that's important to to be able to experience and to have that like locally, I think is important too. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's a trail I've run a thousand times. So, you know, I can take one day off <laughs> not running it and, and actually like watch people crush their own goals. So it's, yeah, it's, it'd be fun. I think. Yeah. I like where your head's at with, with your training. So I think some people get, get caught up once they 
start tackling some of these these bigger distances. And I think that's what they need to be doing for the rest of time. Mm -hmm. But I think you're showing a decent amount of awareness that in order to really progress at those distances, it's really going to help you out a lot to to actually dial it back. And that's going to allow you to get more more confident in your ability to go long and you're going to be able to dial in nutrition and and everything that is. And you're going to get to have more practice doing that in like race scenarios and stuff instead of just like because when you go and do like 100 k's and 100 milers like you're you're not doing one of those all that often you just kind of build 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 and things like that so i i had a pretty similar approach too like it was in the 50k but i i really wanted to to die i did want to do a fast 50k too but that was on the way i really wanted to go back and hammer the vermont 50 miler and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i still have unfinished business there because <laughs> i i knocked the first 50k of that out of the park i ran yeah. that so strong but then my it band went and the, the wow. last 30 was a slow slow (laughs) hobble but i feel like i nailed everything going into it it was actually after we ran the is the year we ran the fundy uh circuit together oh yeah 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 that one but uh yeah just wasn't meant to be my day but Mm -hmm. uh i'm excited to kind of keep pursuing that but i i have been bit to go back by the the longer distance stuff again too so i'm always a little torn but i find if you kind of alternate it keeps things interesting big time yeah and i i i will be back there for sure it's just you know i don't i don't have a base like you know we went through my history i you know i ran a couple 10ks ran a couple half marathons went straight to the 50k and then trying 100k trying a 100 miler like it's just not realistic right so um you know my my goal is to is is not not just the training but have fun like oh i don't, don't want to kill myself all the time i don't want to i don't want to start resenting it and hating it so what i can do to to prepare myself for that but also have a good time at the same time is is what i'm going for for sure and just ensuring that you have longevity in the sport too, right? You're not exactly. going to be burning your body out and like you're, you're doing a ton of the yoga and strength training and stuff. That's going to help support that as well. I think so. I hope so. We'll see every winter. It's, it's always a surprise in spring. It's like you come out of winter, it's like, okay, where am I at? And then you, you go for a hard run. <laughs> okay. That's, that's where I'm at. I need a little more work. Yeah, it's, it's funny. funny. I tend to retreat from the trails onto the roads in the wintertime. Just, I mm-hmm. find it's easier to uh, keep my cardiovascular fitness up if I'm not like trudging through trudging through the snow. Yeah, so I tend yeah. to convince myself that I'm going to run a like a fast road marathon, which I do find fun, and it's kind of like it's like a different sport, right? That's smart. Yeah. So you. So you pick a, a like a road marathon early in the season. And yeah, and train it's, for. it's yeah. typically been Fredericton. Is what I've yeah for. nice. Yeah. That's a yeah. That's a really smart way to do it. it keeps you motivated in the winter yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been intrigued by the road marathon. I uh, uh-huh. I, I funny to say that I've ran a a fifty fifty five k on the road and. I I wasn't able to walk for a week. I've never been it, so sore in my life. It surprisingly beats your body up. Huge. Way more than the trail. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've run up to about 80k on the road and it felt 
I think like as far as like the shock and joint pain and all that stuff, it must have felt worse than a hundred miler. Like it was, it was terrible. And that being said, like it's still on my list. I have unfinished business with the Cabot trail. Like I need to go back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 But, um, so I will be, I will be taking that on again at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Man. I know there's a lot of <laughs> the good thing about that though, is you can, you can do that in COVID. You can just go and do it. You yeah. don't need a, you don't need a race or anything. You just go. Well, and, and That's exactly it. And I even have, um, there's a hundred K loop that I can do right from, from my doorstep. It's on road too, but it's got mm-hmm. some pretty serious hills and that's pandemic proof. Like even if we're locked down, I can still go, go and do that <laughs> one. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's probably a pretty good point to start to wrap things up. Um, But I always like to try and end the show with some words of wisdom or insights for some people kind of in the general ballpark of things that we've been talking about. So no pressure or anything (laughs) to be too, too, too full of wisdom, but uh, yeah. So wondering what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's interested in getting more involved in the trail running community, but they're not quite sure like how to do that or how to get started with trying to like give back um, and help out with maintaining trails or just being a part of some of these different organizations that are out there because it could be a little intimidating to, to try and get started with some of that. For sure. Yeah. So um Honestly, it's when it comes to trail running is the main thing I tell people is it's easier than you think. I think people get in their head that running is so hard that trail running must be way harder. And I would say it's not at all. Like, especially for groups that we're doing where it's chill, like obviously a a mountain race is, is going to be a mountain um, marathon is going to be harder than a, than a road marathon. Right. But when it comes to going out and, and running and having fun with your friends, it's chill. It's, you know, you, it's running, it's hiking. You, you don't have to keep a pace. You, you know, it's, it, it is easier than you think. So just try it. Um, you know, I, I said this in, uh, in the CBC interview too. It's just, you know, lace them up and do it. It's, I, I'm the perfect example of somebody who was extremely lazy, extremely out of shape, um, had a tough time walking upstairs, had a tough time tying my shoes without getting tired. And when I finally like just got my mind into it, that, that this is easier than you think, um, then I just did it. All right. And, and, it, um, uh, one thing that, um, uh, the lady who, uh, interviewed us for CBC, Julia, um, one thing she said is that she doesn't think about, she just puts her running clothes on, gets in her car and starts driving and arrives at the at the trailhead and and says okay you know i'll do 1k and see see how i feel and once she gets into it there's no turning back and then i resonated a lot with that because i do that a lot like i a lot of my trail runs um i'll make a point to 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 make it so that i have to drive like a decent distance to get to it because it's almost like a like a psyching myself up time like i i play a nice podcast i play some music I get myself into it and it, it just lets me chill before I, I get to the, get to the run. And then when I get there and I start going, there's just no turning back. 
Um, but you can always tell yourself that, you know, if this is not a good run, turn around, go home. There's always another day. Right. Um, and that happens. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the easiest, or that's the thing I would say is it, it's easier than you think. You know, and I think that any runner that tells you that they absolutely want to start every run that they go on would be lying to you. Yeah. And a lot of times that, that biggest battle, like you said, is lace it up and convincing yourself to put the shoes on and to actually start the run. But once you do, then, then most of the time there's no turning back. Big time. And I'm, uh, I wouldn't consider myself a very motivated person. Um, it's funny, Tim, Tim McDonough and I had this conversation the other day. I'd asked him, you know, Tim, how many, how many runs, like percentage wise, how many runs do you enjoy going on when you, when you lace them up and go out? And he's like, he was kind of confused by the, by the question. He's like a hundred percent of the time. And I'm like, okay, for me, it might be 10% of the time that I really enjoy lacing them up and going out. So all that, those other times is me just figuring out ways that are going to get me to the trail. And if that requires just putting the clothes on and going, um, or, Hey, I want to eat a a huge meal tonight. You know, I'll, I'll reward myself after I get my work done. Right. Stuff like that. Just what are those strategies that are going to get you to the trail? Once you start, you're not going to stop especially trail running. I mean, the views are, are worth every step. Right. So, um, it was interesting to hear. I, was gonna say, I think that's kind of good to expand a little bit on. Cause I think there's probably like, uh, maybe like three different categories of like how you feel when you go for a run. There, there's a one you're super pumped to go mm-hmm. out the door and that that's just easy. And like I said, I, I would agree with you. That might be 10, 15% of the time. And then there's a run where you got to put some work in. You need to convince yourself that you want to do this. And it's a little bit of effort to, to put the shoes on. But once you start, it's fun and you enjoy it. And then there's the third type of run where you go through the work to start it. And it's still not all that much fun when you're out there, but you recognize that it is for the greater good because it is helping you achieve your goals. And you still feel better when you finish than when you started, but you might have like, you, you just, you maybe not enjoy it quite as much as you normally do. And I think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And just, you, you recognize that it is serving the greater good of helping you achieve your goals. Right. And you, and you got to recognize that it's, you know, if it's a bad run, no big deal. Like Yeah. There's, like all, there's all the runs. Yeah. All the runs are not sunshine and rainbows and especially if you're training for an ultra it's learning how how you respond to that so if you're out there having a day that you're not necessarily feeling like you're enjoying it the most well welcome to 100k at (laughs) one o'clock in the morning when (laughs) you can't keep any food down and you still have 60 kilometers more to go like yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's very well said. There, there are three types. There's no question. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So I didn't mean to cut you off there. You you were you were starting to say something else before I jumped into the the three types there. You remember? No, nah, it's it's gone, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, don't it, trust me. It wasn't important. <laughs> uh, no worries. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we might have. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered my my second question too. That was more about how how to actually start start running. But I think we, we just got to get out there 
and, and give it a go because it, it is not as hard as you perceive it to be. And yeah, so that's, that's actually a common, so running this group, I've, I've found, um, you do see a lot from people like people are uh, messaging me constantly. You can tell people are very nervous. Like they're, they're just because they think it's hard. They think they're not going to be able to catch up. Um, they think they're going to be left behind. It, it's, it's a nerve wracking thing. And I can understand that. I mean, I, the, the, the interesting thing that I, that I kind of have is that I run with a lot of guys who are a lot faster than I am. So I'm constantly struggling to keep up with them. And, and if I want to hang with them, I, I, you know, I've got to push myself. Um, so I've, I've got that angle where I, you know, I run with faster people. I can see what it's like, but I also, I can also, um, feel what, what people with, you know, that aren't as fast that, that are a little fearful. I can understand how they feel because that's, that's me, right? Like that's me when I'm with my group. So, so I kind of bring that into the group and, and I try to approach, um, every, every person with a question or anything with that understanding of, you know, I get it. Like it's, it sucks to be the last person sometimes, but it's, you're out there, you're, you're way ahead of, you know, 80% of the people in the world. Like you're out here, you're trying it. You're, you're, you're actually like, you know, putting the feet to the ground and, and doing it. So it's, you know, it's approach that I, I do try to, uh, you know, I, I do feel for a lot of people that, that are nervous and, and, and trying to, you know, break into it and, and see what it's like. I think it's good to realize too that everybody was a new runner at some point and everybody's got one of those stories where they were nervous to get started or nervous to go out to their first group run or or whatever like for most people that is a hurdle and I remember right. before I went out to my first group run I probably stalked them on on social media for a little <laughs> while, like before I, I was comfortable going down, like, what are these guys yeah. about? Like I've gotten like, that. Yeah. 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 yeah That's like, awesome. if, if I get there, like, am, are they going to like me or am I going to fit <laughs> in? Like, what am I going to talk to them about? And like, you're, you're there running, like you already have a common interest. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and how do you feel after that first one? Like, it, Oh, I was hooked on, exactly. on going for like, I like, I found my tribe. Like yeah. people that don't care what I do for a living that are just out there to have fun. And it's just such an injection of positive energy every week. And I, I kind of miss that since I haven't been back out to it since COVID hit really. They're, they're still doing it in the city, but I'm, I'm outside the city now. Right. So I'm not commuting for work. So I haven't been going out for the, the group runs. So I, I do miss that, but it, it is such a, positive injection of energy so if you're having a bad week and sometimes you need to convince yourself to get out for a group run like but going and being around that much positive energy you can't help feel better oh i know yeah yeah it's awesome to see it's this group has been uh it's funny because i get a lot of feedback of how i've helped a lot of people and i i i hit them right back and say listen like this you have no idea how much this is inspiring me. Like this is having people crush goals and, and PRs and it's just unreal to see. And, and like when I first started this, it was, uh, it was like, I don't have enough running friends. I want to, I want to make some more, some more buddies to run with is basically what it came down to. And it, 
it just turned into way, way more than that. And I couldn't believe the amount of people that came out. Like, I didn't think there was a scene here, to be honest. I thought there was a few people that like trail running and, you know, that's it. But getting this going this year, it is insane how many people are coming out and just having a great time. It's, uh, you know, like, I, I can't thank them enough and they're all thanking me. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird concept. <laughs> oh, it's going to be pretty rewarding though, similar to, to coaching runners, but just being mm-hmm. part of that, like seeing people come out in the beginning of the year and then seeing that, that progression as they keep coming back week after week and you just see them getting more comfortable on the trails and their fitness is improving and they're just having more fun. Like that's, that's got to be really rewarding. Like you say, and seeing them achieve those goals and knowing that, that you're a part of that and that your community has helped them reach that. I think that's, that's pretty special. It is. Yeah. No question. I, I couldn't be happier doing it. It's uh, this, this will not end anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I think we did it and I really appreciate you, you being on the show for me uh, with me. Um, if people want to get in touch with you about uh, St. John trail running or the new Brunswick trail running scene, uh, where can they find you? Yeah. So, uh, Facebook, Instagram for both, um, St. John trail running. You just search for that on either one. Um, and, um, and be trail running. Well, you'll find it there too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, uh, I got, um, St. John trail running at gmail.com also, if anybody wants to reach out personally there, um, but send me a message on any of those platforms. I'm, I'm all over it. So, um, and I, I don't mind helping at all. Uh, I love giving advice. So yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, please do so. Yeah, I imagine you guys are, are welcoming too for us, uh, Oda province people, like especially out of pandemic time, like if somebody's there during the week and they want to hit you guys up for, for one of your group runs, just, I just shoot you a message or whatever and find out what's, what's going on. Big time. Yeah. I, uh, we actually do have, um, it's funny. We do have people coming from Moncton and Fredericton for these runs. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, people coming from all over to just to join us. Cause they're, they're so positive, but, and, and it's funny with the store, I had people purchase that I've never heard of from other parts of New Brunswick that are supporting us. It's just, it's just crazy to see. So yeah, definitely reach out. Um, on top of the group runs, we do pop-ups pretty much every week, uh, with ski touring that might slow down a bit just cause I want to ski on the weekends. But, uh, but yeah, people are always pressuring me like, let's do a run on the weekend. Let's do it. So those ones are a little, usually a little more intense, um, a little longer, um, and, uh, maybe a little faster pace sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, reach out anytime we can, we can pop one up. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for for hopping on the show. And I hope like as things return to normal, we get to share an adventure or something that this sometime this year. So what did you guys think? Mark is pretty awesome, right? I truly think that it's amazing when people go the extra mile to give back to their communities. And with Boots on the Ground, they're helping organizations that make it possible to enjoy the activities that we love to do. 
If you enjoyed the show and you want to show your support, the best thing that you can do is subscribe and leave a review. If you've already done that, then it would mean so much to me if you share this episode with your friends on social media. I love seeing posts or getting tagged in people's stories. It's really awesome. I really need your help to grow the show in order to make this sustainable so I can keep bringing you conversations with real runners in our community who are out there doing amazing things. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time.